0: Hello and welcome to the Book Club Haters Book Club,
1: a podcast where we discuss the books we love and otherwise. I'm Noor.
0: And I'm Tia. And welcome to the New Year.
1: Oh, yeah. I don't know why it feels like <laughs> the New Year feels still Old. quite. Yeah, like it's. But <laughs> it's been a while.
0: Yeah. Oh, I get it. I mean, the pandemic is going to its third year, so. Um... it feels like a string of a very long year
1: to me one extremely long year
0: yeah i agree anyway no well um i guess we're gonna make the best of what we can
1: Uh, (laughs) want to tell me what you're reading
0: (laughs) i've not been reading a lot actually that's not true i'm in the middle of reading so i've read two books Um, Because it was December, holidays, and then everything was just, like, everything was stressing me out in regards to restrictions and whatever. Um, Currently, um, I'm reading a book called Fat Chance Charlie Vega by Mm. Crystal Maldonado. Mm -hmm. And um, it's a YA romance, which I have not read for an incredibly long time as a genre. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, I don't know, I mean, it's it's very interesting to jump back into a, uh, a genre that I've not been reading for a long time, but I once upon a time really, really loved, mm-hmm. and I think with Fat Chance Charlie Vega, what I find fascinating about it is that Charlie Vega is a main character, first of all, she's fat, um, and she is also... I have I don't know what the word to use here is. Um, I don't want to use the word woke, but I want I guess she's very aware of social justice and social activism, etc. And um, the thing that I find most interesting about this book is that it's set in the middle of nowhere America, Connecticut suburb, and um, you would think that it's a very white people heavy environment. But there's just so many subtle inclusivity that the writer has put in the book. Like for instance, um, there are a lot of people of colors and um, people of co- people of color and there are a lot of um, uh, oh. It's just a lot of awareness of um, inclusivity and um, she does it very subtly and not as obvious like for instance some of the characters like um, she'll just say their last name and it's a Korean name rather than say oh his eyes is as small as whatever and his skin is this color etc um, and I I just think it's really interesting because these are the kind of books like this is the kind of book that I would love to read when I was younger where all of the um, YA romance or predominantly white people let's be real and there's probably going to be like one person of color
1: I have thoughts about this and I think I, I, I definitely agree because I do mm-hmm. know um, when I was a teenager as well that like, what I was reading was predominantly white people in white people towns mm-hmm. and white people cities but now I do notice like um, so now I primarily read like, adult romance but mm-hmm. adult romance is like that as well, where it's like there's that subtle inclusivity as if like it's as as part of the picture itself, you know, and not like something of note. Mm. And the fact that there are part of the picture is something of note. <laughs> I guess yeah, you get that. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Okay.
0: Mm-hmm. I definitely agree. And I, I just think it, it's interesting how um, the narrative that... Um, people talk about in the past, I guess five years ago, wanting to have more inclusive characters, wanting to have characters that are not portrayed as stereotypes or caricatures, and having it actually um, come up in this book because no um, sh- shit work.
1: <laughs> exactly. I'm so 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 yeah. so happy about it because which I'm. Mm. I didn't I didn't really realize how much I kind of I definitely needed that kind of stuff, like, mm. just this, inclu- I, I keep saying inclusion, inclusive, whatever, whatever, but like, I can't find the mm. word, but I the inclusion of it as just a natural thing, and not just like yeah. as a, a, a person of color, but also of different mm. abilities, and just, it's just like not, Mm-mm. not a big deal, not made into a yeah. big deal it, into the text.
0: It also it also doesn't feel like it's forced.
1: Mm, that's true. Yeah, nowadays, yeah. I think it's, we've come a long way, basically, in genre fiction, mm. definitely, um, where it's not like this, this brown person. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> and their brownness.
1: It's mm. just what it is, you know?
0: It's not a thing that defines them. Yeah. yeah. And I really like with um, Charlie Vega, she is... Very aware of um, fat inclusivity, also fat acceptance. Um, she doesn't talk about body positivity. She talks about like fat inclusivity and fat acceptance. And um, she mentioned there are several times in the book. Like I haven't finished this. I think like I'm around two thirds in. Um, she mentioned in the book how, despite her being a part of the movement, understanding the movement, and knowing what the movement is about, she also still have those a lot of moments actually where she feels very insecure about her body where she is isn't kind to her body and i think that's a really important thing when it comes to body acceptance whatever form of body if you're disabled or abled or etc is um these things the journey towards accepting is not linear and it's a work in progress and it goes up and down depending on how where your mental capacity is that day and i really like that she recognized that as an issue and um i feel like uh, this happens to me quite regularly too where um i'm like oh i hate myself and then i realize no i don't
1: mm-hmm. yeah i think like <laughs> and, it's, but it's like <laughs> oh hold on uh. um i had it and then i lost it oh it's it's how like kind of just because you're aware doesn't mean like all your issues Go away.
0: Are gone? Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah, you're Mm-mm, you're
1: mm. aware, and that's awareness is just like the first step of it, and then Mm-mm. the work is is messy, and and that, Jesus, messy. It's so messy. <laughs> you're right. Yeah. <sighs>
0: yeah, it's messy and it's hard, and I think that was a really um, good thing that she, um, the writer, put in the book. It's just this recognition that we are complex humans. We have multitudes. Mm
1: -hmm. I think that um, YA really lends itself to that because young adults, Mm -hmm. the genre, I think like it is a space where growth is, is part Mm -hmm. of the central plot because they are young and they are growing Mm -hmm. and like they're being pushed outside of their skin. And like, it's, kind of and it's grow and they have to grow into their own skin as well right Mm. so it's i really like that
0: yeah
1: yeah and i am the same like i think like i kind of miss ya now but like um i also have been reading ya and Mm. it's a bit of a shock right now about how young they are and i was like oh i
0: am oh yeah now? it is <laughs> yeah no here's the thing the reason why i picked this book at first i didn't realize it was going to be a ya i just bought it because oh, i was like oh i'm very intrigued i didn't really read the um uh, the, the summary mm-hmm. properly and then when i read it i was like this isn't marketed to me but the issues that we face as teenagers and issues that we face as adults are still pretty similar um because again um uh, being accepting of yourself is a really long journey and for all you know it's probably gonna last until you're in your 70s i don't know oh um <laughs> but i don't know i might be wrong because they do say once you're 40 you don't give a shit about anything um but i think what's interesting about this book was that reading it a lot of the stuff that it's still i still it still speaks to me in some capacity yeah because on the other hand, if you have a messy life as an adult, there's also that trope of, oh, my life is a mess. And I really fucking hate that trope because it le- it also kind of, I feel like women who say they're a mess and they're adults are not being very kind to themselves. And because they also think the whole idea of being, oh, I'm a hot mess or whatever, is a cool thing to be no you're not you're just a human who's trying and that's fine you don't have to be a mess everyone's Mm. a mess if that's the case
1: yeah and and not just like in 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 books like a trope in books it's also like i see it in real life Mm. and like these Mm. these adult women and they're just like i'm such a mess and i'm just like god have you seen Mm. men they're they're (sighs) exactly the same (laughs)
0: they're exactly the same
1: and they don't get yeah. labeled as like messes they're just trying yeah. uh-huh trying oh, to no. get their okay, life so, together trying to like s- like suit themselves to a new environment like their new roles yeah. in life and it's just like we are all like trying and you don't have to be we- this hot mess you know you like you don't have to label yeah. yourself as a hot mess as if like you are no. incapable of because- doing things
0: mess kind of tie yourself up to something bad and that's the thing that i find really frustrating when people say they're a mess um because i'm just thinking about my friend who um for a long time thought she was a lesbian and then turns out she was bi and now she identifies pan and she's like oh it's a five-year journey i was a hot mess and i was like no you sound like you were a person trying their best to figure out how to fit in this world that's not messy that's just how it is
1: yeah exactly and it's growth (laughs) Yeah, I, I, you know, I, I, I kind of fed into that that idea of, like, being a mess, mm-hmm. of, of, like, my, my younger years being a mess. Because I remember mm-hmm. being five years ago, literally, and mm-hmm. um, I was like, oh, God, I'm, like, it's so messy. And, like, my life is just, like, in shambles or something like that. Because mm-hmm. I was, like, trying to figure out mm-hmm. what I wanted in a, in a romantic partner and i was just like kind of mm. not jumping from man to man but like um
0: but well, that's date- barely war.
1: dating just like these men that were just like awful <laughs> this awful awful men yeah <laughs> you remember that's just
0: you figuring shit out yeah, that's, that's just you me. figuring shit out yeah, if i
1: hadn't I mean, d- done that i would not know uh. exactly like right now like this is actually what i want in a partner and how to communicate th- these things it that process of, like that, really, like those awful relationships were just me trying to get through what I mm. wanted, like just trying to get to a place where I was comfortable and like I had the skills to communicate what the hell that I wanted in a in someone else in my life, right? Hey.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we all have to go through. I feel like people who get lucky with finding. Um, the right partner very early in their life very rare and few Um, I still do think that there are a lot more couples out there who rush through and just accept um, their partners without knowing that they could do better Yeah, Yeah. I agree Mm. anyway Anyway, uh, (laughs) what what books have you been reading? I know that you've been reading a lot because you've been on leave
1: (laughs) yeah I've been on leave so I've been reading um, a lot of, uh, I, I'm still on that comfort reading of like um, historical mm-hmm. uh, Regency romance, um, but that's mm. not the the, the the book that I wanted to share with you. Because like, I had, uh, I think I've read like 10 books since uh, my leave on Monday and it's Saturday yeah, yeah. now. And mm-hmm. But the book that I want to talk to you about Is actually an, a YA book Which is uh, called Stalking Jack the Ripper By Carrie oh, yeah. Maniscalco And it's mm-hmm. also set in I'm not sure but like British historical Something like that In Britain that'd be like historical times During the Jack the Ripper age So yes. um, It's It's not a romance per se It's a mm-hmm. It's a murder mystery so she, this mm. so the heroine audrey rose she um she's a lady which means she's a, a daughter of a rich guy a lord and then she uh her uncle is a lecturer in um like people who work in war like those doctors
0: <laughs> oh yes tell me more
1: yeah uh and then, i know i know what you mean yeah what are they called forensic yeah so so he, so her uncle is a forensic scientist and she herself is a forensic scientist and she's like learning as an apprentice under her uncle and at, during mm-hmm. this time ladies the girls did not go to school and it was only men so like she is like stalk, um hiding um sneaking away from her family to go to her uncle to learn about forensic science and in this Uh, time Jack the Ripper was uh, killing prostitutes and there was also uh, a series of murders happening at the same time and they're trying to uncover the mystery and and find the killer for this so I haven't finished it I think Mm. I'm like 25% into it and I'm like oh it's so fun Mm. I love it so much and (laughs) it's, it's kind of like I remember how kind of frustrating YA can be because especially when at my age now where the age gap between the characters and myself is quite is bigger and it feels yeah I I feel like I have less less patience yeah (laughs) yes and I'm like I understand that you were young but please use your brain
0: (laughs) yeah but also like I kind of felt the same way with Charlie Vega because she was uh, she had a massive crush on um a football player and yeah. then uh, she he asked her to the prom but during the whole time he was talking to her when he asked her to not prom like to a dance um there was another narrative going on in her head so she wasn't fully concentrating on the conversation and i was like oh no something bad is gonna happen and the whole time she was like oh i love him blah 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 and then like but he has not been treating her well and i was mm-hmm. like Oh, that speaks to me like five years ago me i know
1: i know I have, I have less patience and i think it's more like how up in it it's more kind of just like the horror of like me <laughs> like that was me yeah and I hate oh it. god yeah oh gosh uh,
0: uh, yeah it's kind of like reopening a wound that you've closed for
1: know, a while it's like, i have gone through this I don't, to, I don't want to read it
0: <laughs> no uh-huh i agree so yeah, for yeah.
1: for the for audrey rose her kind of like um sins, I guess, <laughs> is her being mm-hmm. kind of a little impatient and feeling like she knows she knows more than she actually you know does. That that ultra confidence that she knows better is just yeah. like it, ugh, I want to <laughs> die.
0: <laughs> don't but, listen. Yeah, oh white men navigate true life that way. So
1: <laughs> that's true, don't they? Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> i i think i don't know if i will do you think you will continue reading ya after um uh pat Chance charlie vega
0: um i think okay there are several um of my of um authors whom i really really like when i who i read like ages ago coming out with like standalone books and not like um books in series because I don't think I have a lot of patience for book in series these days especially YA um, and I think I might read some of those just to see how it is and how it differs from how they write series
1: mm-hmm.
0: yeah uh, I, I I wouldn't put it past me to actually read more YA because I do find YA despite the frustration of how young people think or at least how young people are written um i do find it really comforting because um i kind of understand what you meant when you said the thing about romance and how uh you know that things are going to end well reading Fashion charlie vega i know that things are going to be okay yeah I know, like, what I know what the plots are. I know that she, her and her trouble, her uh, difficult relationship with her mom, will be mended by the end of the book. And I know she's going to end up with so and so. And I know that everything's going to be all right, at least. <laughs>
1: and you, you feel safe, you know, picking this book up, and you're like, "Yep, I'm, I'm safe yeah. in the hands of
0: mm. this author." <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly I'm just in for the
1: in for the ride. I'm in for the short journey.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. I,
1: I think I will continue reading at least this this book because like it's a mm. Stocking Jet Ripper is actually a series so I'm in for like <laughs> more murders and I am always mm. up for you're fat. always in for more murders yeah I'm always yeah, in you for are. more murders and there's like a slight <laughs> there's a bit of romance here but like I, I'm not I realize now I think the epitome of romance in YA is um, has been the bar has been set by the Magnolia Sword and oh can anyone ever talk that? I, don't, I just don't mm. know. I just don't think so. I just, I just don't think so. I don't
0: know. It's just... Uh, it's so good. That book is fucking so perfection. Good. It was so good. It was the <laughs> yeah.
1: perfect book.
0: It was. It wasn't... It didn't try too hard to force two people to fall in love with each other.
1: The way that <laughs> Sherry Thomas kind of crafted mm-hmm. that book and re- re- it was as if it was like just she just like it was like a first draft but like the first draft was like perfection yes like it was, it was like art as if her he- the the story in her head because like stories in our heads are always like perfect <laughs> and has all the <laughs> the right plot points and the right you know uh, ups and downs mm-hmm. and it just like spilled onto the page and became that book and we're mm. all very happy about it
0: I really like that you've thought a lot about that book. I think I might do a I want to do a reread of that book sometime this year.
1: Cool. Yeah, I will. I
0: say that about I say that about Dave Abad too but Dave Abad is just so long. (laughs)
1: Oh my god. (laughs) I was so exhausted.
0: (laughs) I honestly think that Series is perfection, but I also do not have the patience to go through all the emotional roller coasters.
1: The third book, the lucky, Oh my god, the third book yes. was so exhausting. I was like, it's not
0: stopping. The third, here's why. Here's why I have been gone back to rereading the book. I think about the third book and I'm like, head on <laughs> Same, same. It's just so many things going on. <laughs>
1: I have the audio book for the third yeah. one and I'm just like, I should, yeah. I should continue it. I'm like, no, no, no. <laughs> uh, yeah.
0: I don't know how long the audiobook would be. It sounds insane. Hours. Uh, ah! <laughs> sure, why not? <laughs> so how do you do it? <laughs> uh, I am really looking forward to her. She, I think she finally has a title for her um, Pirate? Pirate book. Yeah, I can't remember. I, I saw it. I think she might have put it in her story. Um, it, uh, I can't remember the name. Wait, she said it will come out next winter, as in winter in the US. So
1: wait, is it? Um, does that mean this winter, or like...
0: Does... Oh, that's a good point, because it was two weeks ago, so I don't know if it's this year or next year.
1: Right.
0: Yeah. It was, I, I think the person, the, the woman um, pirate is called Aisha.
1: hmm
0: I don't know. Yeah, I could be wrong, because I remember reading this, and got excited, and then I forgot to tell you.
1: <laughs> Thanks, dear. <laughs>
0: Yeah, <laughs> my bad. <laughs> Saws. <Sauce. laughs> Is there anything else you want to talk about?
1: No, I'm good. Yeah, I'm good.
0: Okay. Does that mean okay? I don't have any questions for you. I'm sorry. I mean
1: same.
0: Um, same. Oh, the adventures of Amina Al Sirafi. Oh. Amina. Oh. That's the name. Yeah, that's the name of the book. I found it. It was on her Instagram.
1: God, are we gonna say like um? Are we gonna. I'm always dreading when wait. it's like Arabic names, and I'm just like, Am I gonna say it like a white person? Like,
0: Amina. <laughs> <laughs> wait. Like, Aleena. I'm trying to figure out if. Oh, wait. I don't know if. Actually. I don't know if that's the name of the book or something else. What? It could be because it's not showing up.
1: What? Yeah. Are you um, on no, her she... author page?
0: I'm on her. I'm on her Instagram, oh. and then um, she put she's showing a lot of photos of um, some books and, macam Arab punya texts, drawings and stuff. And her caption is: I told myself that if finishing the Adventures of Amina Al Sirafi didn't destroy me, I was going to treat myself to a beautiful copy of a famous medieval Indian ocean ship depicted in a book. So I'm I'm just assuming that's probably the name of the title. Okay. I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. Cannot confirm.
1: <laughs> uh, I want to go on
0: her. <laughs> yeah, you have a look line and see if you understand. <laughs> you have better comprehensive skills than I do.
1: I think, oh. Hey, do you know uh, what caption. this is? Um, so I'm what? on her uh, author web page. And it says here, oh. "Return to Devobot, the, hi- the hidden city of Jin, in the river of silver."
0: Yeah, yeah I told you about that.
1: Did you? Okay, sorry. I
0: did, bitch! I did. Yeah, sorry. And you were like, "Oh, good, that's our book for March." I think you said. I can't remember which month.
1: Why does yeah. it say? Why does it say March 2022 exclusively on old audio?
0: I told you that too And I was like Are you sure you want to do this For the um, Book My um, god
1: Did I not listen to a word you said
0: Oh god uh, Probably not Because I said Are you sure you want to do this For our book club said, yeah, It's going to be an audio first And it's going to be In text I think End of the year And I said I'm not going to do text I, I told you I'm not going to do audio Ew Oh,
1: oh my Yeah bad. Sorry No it's okay Enjoy way. Right. <laughs> it's fine <laughs> okay. we will rethink yeah. our, our our list then
0: yeah. I did try going to the page um, and on her website it says there was a problem loading this website
1: Okay.
0: Hmm. so I don't know don't know if it's gonna happen it doesn't River say anything about summer.
1: the upcoming book though other than that other than
0: no that. because she just finished writing it
1: but it should so like still upcoming in the middle of, you know
0: uh, that's a good point I don't know Mm. yeah i don't know when the um text is gonna come out i don't want yeah see there's a new trend where audiobooks are published months before physical copy (laughs) and somebody (sighs) posted how do we stop it
1: (laughs) i don't like it then i'll be like i feel like i'm missing out i hate that i think that's
0: really interesting
1: (laughs) right i know right now audiobooks are like Mm. booming that's like a Mm. huge market now
0: does that have anything to do with covid publication issues
1: i don't think so because like ebooks exist
0: because now a few months ago there was an article saying that there are not enough um supply issue and then um plan, supply issues because yeah supply issue from because trees or whatever true papers okay. and stuff okay. supply from
1: there. i don't know but like at least i don't know
0: the e-book yeah i would read the ebook because that's the only I'm not thing gonna, i read yeah, I'm not gonna buy anyway book. okay who has the space (laughs) anyway do you wanna what do we do next
1: can we just like go to the the book club okay welcome to our book club today we're going to talk about january's book these violent delights by chloe gong so i really really like this book it was like so enjoyable i actually would go as far as to say like i actually love this book it's so good. Oh, okay. I actually think okay, so the 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 plot is it's Romeo and Juliet finds a monster in 1920s Shanghai. Fucking mm. amazing. I love the mm. I love the setting of it. Yes. Um I knew you're going to like it. I love this so much. The cover is amazing. I wish I had it in like oh. as a poster or something. It's so, I, so good. I
0: want to Here's the reason why I, I read this book. How, why I picked this book. is because the cover was incredible. Wow. <laughs> it's so pretty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ooh, the detailing so of it. Oh, amazing. Mm, mm, mm. Um, I really like... Um, at the, Um, Honestly, uh, if I can just uh, bother you for... Uh, like, disturb you for a bit. I really like a lot of um, Asian writers. Oh, I'm speaking Malay uh, they're, now. They're, the way they pick a covers these days is... It's so unapologetically like Chinese, Korean, etc. Like, and because we don't see a lot of that in the mainstream um, literature, um, I just find it. There's so many opportunities you can take with covers.
1: Yes, I totally agree. Yeah, I think like mm-hmm. if it, it's a bit like um like fantasy, uh, the fantasy genre where like you mm-hmm. you kind of expect these like odd little things on on the cover so why not extend mm-hmm. that to all the other genres right and i think like mm. literally literary fiction kind of mm-hmm. is very white It's a very white market and uh, mm-hmm. while genre fiction is more like you can appeal to so many like niches but also mm. like you can strive in the in that niche itself and like mm. if it's like unapologetically Chinese you know that like Asians would be like I want to read this shit you know they're like I recognize it and I don't give a shit about white people
0: (laughs) yeah that's all right okay um yeah I I remember just walking through a bookstore a couple months ago and just passing by the fantasy aisle and everything just kind of looks the same
1: how so? I actually haven't read fantasy in a while,
0: so I don't know. I mean, uh, the cover looks the same. It, it, it's always, like, a castle. <laughs> it's always, like, a dragon somewhere. Um, like, Poppy Wars, the reason why that series appealed to me so much is because it was... The cover is just... Poppy War cover is just so beautiful. Um, and, I, like, I just... It, oh, it it's a really lovely cover is, and is i think the one where
1: it's white and then like there's like a bit of a wispy smoky ghost looking yes thing? Okay. Yeah. yeah i thought it's, re- that it's not that <laughs> not special
0: <laughs> not that special okay well, that's oh, fine only because like i, I, th- I
1: think like i i thought mm. that was like a, a specific thing for mm. fantasy covers
0: no i don't think so i think what i really like about that book is that um the girl with the uh, bow and arrow itself mm. and the way it's she's drawn is not like it's not line drawing it's wispy watercolor drawing right okay
1: okay okay I think yeah. I need to so i always I
0: really like that okay. mm. fair you know mm. fair. yeah yeah sorry um but i think okay anyway what were we talking yeah so the fantasy as a whole i think yeah a lot, a lot of fantasy have the same cover and stuff like that and i think a lot of sci-fi tend to have this um dark background with very bright um foreground um, images and stuff like that so there's a lot of sameness i think and i don't know if it's because they're employing the same people or whatever or maybe it's cheaper to just you know what's in now and i think it's kind of the same with um writing itself in that kind of like when we were talking about YA a few years ago and how mm-hmm. a lot of YA at that point was sci-fi and fantasy mm-hmm. and it's always like fem- well, um, a girl uh, fronting the whole book but she's always in- torn between two guys. <laughs> it's always like there's be. always that sameness. Yeah. yeah, there's always that sameness. And I do wonder if that's the same with um, covers too, like what's in right now Definitely. and how just... This- mm-hmm. Like, general fiction, you look at, like, the big fonts and colourful fonts and stuff like that. Yeah, that's really, like, I'm not saying those designs are, like, my jam, absolutely. But they all look kind of the same.
1: <laughs> so, like, um, the podcast that I listen to, Faded Mates, they, they talk a lot about the publishing mm-hmm. industry. So, like, these yes. covers, um, they go through trends. And, of course, they, they are mm, a mm. marker for the customer to say, like, oh, this cover is... When you see a cover, you should immediately know, like, what, what, mm. that,
0: what, what that genre
1: is, you know? You know oh, what to expect. Right. So when you, when you look at, like, things, um, like, uh, the big fonts in, in the nonfiction, you know, like, oh, this is probably, like, a fucking biography. <laughs> um, oh, interesting. You know? And if you... Like, romance covers themselves... Because I that was that it's a romance novel podcast, so it, they're they more mm-hmm. focused on romance. Romance covers they have a specific, not specific type, but you it has a specific feel, especially like um mm. in the subgenres as well. So like regency romance, mm-hmm. you know, there's gonna be like a woman in like a beautiful dress, in a big beautiful dress, mm-hmm. or like there's a there's a hulking man with like half his shirt mm. open, and you know like that Fabio. From, Oh man, probably has not been okay, that's another that's another one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um Yes. Continue. So you know that, that what that book mm. will give you.
0: Uh-huh, uh right. Okay. Oh, that's fair. Uh, and, today I learned, I really like that. And mm.
1: in YA, there's always like that um, mm. YA fantasy especially. There's always like a snake, something slithering. Mm yeah but these mm. violent delights gorgeous the roses yeah the, this, i the,
0: guess it does fall into the trope a little bit because it's the dragon bits mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. but it still fits yeah. it's anyway still let's you know yeah um yes. okay so moving on um i guess i'll talk <laughs> about my my ignorance now <laughs> yes,
0: yes let's talk about your ignorance
1: so when you recommend this to me um as we've just established the date like i i Apparently I don't remember a thing you say. And I did when I bought this book, I didn't look at the description. When I opened this book last night, I didn't look at the description. Mm -hmm. So I was like, this book is cool. Um and then like eighty one (laughs) percent in, I was like, Oh this is Romeo and Juliet, isn't it? Like a stupid person. Like God Is
0: it? i'm so offended i
1: know i'm so sorry
0: <laughs> that was the first thing i told you it's Rome, it's it's romeo and juliet I in, know, in right? shanghai
1: and this was at two in the morning and i was like this is romeo and juliet isn't it and then like literally i was like wait a minute tia told me this what <laughs> She told me this. I'm like, this. this is my own fault for not for not you know mm. for not realizing and thinking like oh gosh yeah
0: this is what happens when you read too many books at one go
1: yeah that's true i was like i was reading this Mm. and i was reading stalking jet ripper and i was reading like another romance and i was like you know it happens (laughs) sure sure it does (laughs) it happens to you it happens to me um Mm -hmm. so yeah i do have a bit of notes what what are your thoughts on it do you like it
0: um okay so first of all this is my mistake i think like i took too long reading this book that i just kind of felt detached every time i read it but okay part of it is because i'm just really stressed with um the pandemic right now that's all um i did really enjoy it and i uh i really like the relationship between roma and juliet and how they are trying to navigate a generation of uh, feud between their family. Mm-hmm. And um, I mean, obviously they're in love with each other, blah. Um, but I also, there are like a lot of points in the book where I just didn't expect any of it coming. Like for instance, the last bit, what did Juliet do um, to Roma? She, she, do you remember? Cause I don't. Roma. <laughs> yeah
1: what where where she was like Did supposedly she betrayed him,
0: oh yeah, 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 like I just I feel like after the whole ordeal with so with this monster that's causing a pandemic um in Shanghai because it's releasing um bugs onto people's head and making people rip their throats out, I really thought that um like once that whole ordeal is over, after she shot um the person who is the monster, that they were going to come together and, like, live happily ever after, oh. and then they just didn't, and I'm, I was like, oh, okay. I'm surprised you didn't expect that, honestly. But
1: the whole, <laughs> no, I the did whole not point ag- of that storyline... They just was, kept betraying
0: each other. No, yeah. it's,
1: no, 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 it's... She didn't betray him.
0: Yeah, no, no, she didn't, but on the surface, she did.
1: No, yes, exactly, but why didn't you expect i don't know i don't understand why you didn't because Uh the whole like the first until roma um revealed that she the only reason that his betrayal to her was not actually a true betrayal because like it was in service Uh to their like his love to her like he had to sacrifice Uh something and it was like an eye for an eye it was already done you know like his her family Mm, took her her, his mother and his family took her family and that's actually like quite separate already from their feud and this was her hold on this was her protecting him in a way that also saves Mm -hmm. everybody
0: i guess maybe i'm just a bit (laughs) doe-eyed
1: i wasn't i was quite happy with it i was like yes this is how it's supposed to go okay because i knew but also like
0: i think yeah yeah yeah. okay keep talking
1: um because it just made sense to me it's like okay go as you mean i like start as you mean to go on you know like how you kind of Uh this is how you start you start with a betrayal you end with a betrayal
0: Mm. oh see i did not fucking know that okay
1: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I I love I love this the the storytelling aspect of this book because it, it felt like uh, much um okay so maybe because like you read it in like bursts and it, it took you a while right to finish but for me I read it all in one go yes. so I was like I still had everything all the little details in my head mm. so I was like this is gonna she come did. back this is gonna come back this is gonna come back like this is how yeah. it's gonna end yeah, <laughs> like I do am... okay so. I think mm. that's that's just me okay yeah
0: yeah i mean that's also just because you do read a lot more <laughs> again romance than i do so my understanding of it is not as it's not like yours i guess i don't know
1: i just think that because i am very 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 interested in the in the way mm-hmm. a, a story is being told like how you start mm-hmm. is how you finish and how like these mm. little things they are not throw away throw away details like the mm-hmm. um all of all of the little details which I mean, they're not they they're, they're going to come back you know so they always have a purpose yeah. so i'm like okay this is what's going to yeah. happen this is what's going to happen or like 30% in that's when the action starts and i'm like yes correct and, and then you know like an 80% jesus and it's i was like yes this is a very good a good book not just like the story that is mm-hmm. good but it's the story is well told. And that's what mm. I like in the book. Yeah. Okay. I really like how the beginning of the chapters sound um mm-hmm. sound like as if it's a verbal storytelling. Like you're in a, mm. in you're like you're mm. a child in a in s you're in a group of children and there's like a storyteller just like telling you how it's how Right setting it. And I was like, oh, this reads like a verbal storytelling and I really really liked that because it was like it really set the scene and as if like i don't know it was like really good it was very it's hard um how do i find the words but like it felt very atmospheric i would say
0: right yeah i definitely think so i definitely think she does a really good job at um telling us how the um environment works Mm. yeah i really like that
1: the narrator is shanghai i think
0: yeah yeah right Ooh, that's interesting i really like that yeah i think i agree yeah it is very vivid the way she describes stuff
1: it is as if like the the city itself is a body and it's like Mm. um it has its it has its different like body parts the way that the the book Mm. tells the the parts of the city and i was like
0: and I think, you know what, in a way I think it was, because the whole thing with the monster they, tried, they kept blaming it on the river throughout the whole book, and then in the end it's not the river, it's, it was a person standing near the river.
1: Mm.
0: Yeah. Hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: They kept saying okay. it's the river but hmm. like it, it was born yeah. from the city itself, you know? Like how the city yeah. operated mm-hmm. was, it was not it was, yeah, it's just like the I think it was in the first chapter or in the Yeah, in the first chapter, it was about like, or in the prologue, um, about how Mm -hmm. the the city was living. It was so sinful that the sky was burdened by it, and I think that in that Mm. way, like, the city itself was fucking tired of it, and it kind of Mm. yeah. This is the kind of shit that only happens because the city is the way it is, and it is. This is the only Mm. way to resolve the city's issues. It's like how like you know um. Batman is the Batman can only be Batman in Gotham. This is what happens, you know. But
0: yeah, it kind of defeats the purpose of the second Spider-Man film with Tom Holland because he went to the UK. That's true. He went to Europe. No, no. And then but like, just start no, but he can only be stuff. Spider-Man.
1: <laughs> Um, because he was from that that a- area you know that's what I mean Amy. yeah
0: that's what yeah yeah so when he was in Europe he was not spider man he was something else yeah
1: he was quite yeah he was someone else wasn't he he was like that monkey he was he was yeah, monkey, right? yeah, I forgot what yeah. His name was. black monkey I don't know <laughs> spider monkey spider monkey yeah
0: I don't know I don't know I if that's remember, true it, it yeah. might not be you know, I just yesterday I came across things called spider monkey, and the way they move are exactly like spiders. It's gross. Oh, okay. Oh,
1: come on, oh, Sorry. <laughs> I just shuddered. They're monkeys, They're monkeys, but the way
0: they move their limbs is like a spider's. Oh, wow. Um, interesting. Okay. Yeah, it's so interesting. Anyway, <laughs> I'm just talking about spider monkeys. Uh, uh, okay, so I am not going to contribute a lot to this discussion about the book uh, unless you prompt me. Who, because i just who do you think i know i think that uh-huh. mm, you, who do i think what
1: who do you think is the traitor
0: <laughs> out of what do you mean out of the both of them
1: no i mean um there's family politics in this as well right so
0: oh god yeah <laughs> mm. really oh, right! Know. you mean like the traitor that your dad you, the dad um said there's a traitor in the yeah. family. Is that the one you were talking yes. about? I don't know um because I know that it's not Juliet because despite the fact that him and Juliet doesn't have like the greatest of relationship, I'm pretty sure sometime in the future in the next book or whatever, he's gonna be like, I'm proud of you. You're not the traitor. Um, She's am she right has never betrayed the
1: gang. Mm. No, no, no. Even from the start, even from the start and throughout, no. she has yeah. never betrayed the gang.
0: Because, like, no, no. by working um, with Roma, it's not betraying Ken. Mm, I it's it's trying to find a solution. I think it might actually be Rosalind, because she is quite suspicious, and she's always... Um, there's a certain kind of... Jealousy, I think, about her. And I know part of it is because she wants to protect um, her uh, background as a non family. Um... But there's always just something a bit off about her that I don't really can't really put my finger on it.
1: Right. So this But is- I don't
0: wanna say it's her, I kinda wanna say it's Tyler who's trying to take over um the whole family business. But it probably won't be him because no. that's too obvious. I don't think it's him. He's too he's too loyal. Mm.
1: But at the same time I'm like, what if what if like mm. it's just a, a fake, you know, like Mm. With Rosalind, mm-hmm. I mean. Like what if it's, it what if she is the traitor? What mm. if she, but what if she just doesn't know
0: that she's the That's a good point. Yeah. Because yeah, now that you mentioned this, she does have like I think one of the, the reasons why I find her a bit off is not just because she moves around suspiciously, but it's also because she seems to just not understand how things actually work. Mm, right? Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. She seems like she's very innocent.
1: Yeah, in and all of she this, she might easily it's be. Like, she has a grudge. She mm. has a, a grudging heart, and she mm-hmm. um, she's quite trustful of people. Like the because Yay. that like that, that bit about her mentor. Mm. Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah.
1: And I love the mm-hmm, I love impressive. Kathleen. I love her so much.
0: You love who? Kathleen.
1: Kathleen. Catherine. Kathleen? Yeah. Kathleen, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because she's mm. like,
0: and I really like Roma's cousins too. Oh,
1: I love Roma's cousin and Marco. They are wholesome boys.
0: Cousin,
1: um, I like Kathleen because at the beginning it was as if that Rosalind is, is the strong one, and Kathleen is the, is the is the weaker, gentler one. She's gentle, but that mm. doesn't mean she's fucking weak. She will Mm-mm, do whatever the mm-hmm, fuck it
0: takes mm-hmm.
1: to protect family and i'm like love you You're <laughs> so great i love
0: you <laughs> you do like the gentle characters don't you
1: i like the gentle but with this with the spine i do yeah mm,
0: yes correct it yeah, is so. those are always cause
1: i think like it's so easy to be to be like hard and cynical in this in this world and it's just like it's nice to see someone who's just who's still kind and gentle but who still who isn't like blind mm. to the cruelties mm. of this world you know and i think that's, that's mm. kind of like how i would like to operate in life
0: oh you're a pretty rough on the edge sometimes
1: yeah that's what i'm saying it's like i'm trying to not be you know
0: oh no i think that's fine I think um, we put a lot of onus on masculine energy and not feminine energy, and I think that's what this book was full of, despite um, Juliet wanting to be feminine and stuff, she comes off as extremely masculine.
1: I kind of found it interesting, now that Mm. you mentioned about masculinity and femininity. um, Mm. How... Roma approached it in the in a very traditionally masculine way, like with his labs, his like very meticulous ways of like investigating but uh and Juliet mm-hmm. kind of approached it as like kind of people you know she's like she goes to people, she speaks with people, she threatens people
0: she she threatens them she
1: threatens them and she's like she finds oh in a very um Traditionally feminine way in in that it's very mm. social, you know, and yeah. in, in, while mm-hmm. she's ju- like juggling all of her other air tasks, and even though that um, Roma's way is more scientific, more rigorous, or whatever, it's it's her in the end who has more information, mm. and who has mm. gone further along in the investigation than he has. He barely has anything by mm. by the time the two no, gangs no,
0: Mm, you were right he wasn't really trying
1: no he was trying though but Uh, he was just i think he was was, yeah he was i think his method was
0: just wrong i do wonder if that maybe there's a cultural aspect that we don't really understand or is not um mentioned um of you know if you're in a gang i am assuming you don't negotiate verbally (laughs) or diplomatically (laughs) But if you're at the because top, these are people, so. yeah, okay. um, I guess I guess like it did also mention that there was a growing frustration with the whole gang um culture, uh, which is why people were heading towards the communists because they think there needs to be more order in the city. And I think there's a need to have more. Ways of negotiating thing without having to resort to guns or knives or daggers.
1: Mm. I definitely agree, mm. Um, mm. It's it's interesting to me, Pulang, how much like, the gangs they are. Mm-hmm. Um, I think in the beginning of the book, that's true. They were like showing how tired people were, and like throughout the book, yeah. it was showing that like, the gang culture was ripping at the seams because. Duluth, mm. in the beginning of the movie it was like you arrived at the docks and then you have to choose white flower mm. or um scarlet gang right and mm. that was it you know that you were if you chose scarlet you were scarlet for life and mm. throughout the book as the book went on we start to meet people like uh, at the edges of the yeah. of this this structure mm. where they're like live or die you know like
0: it I don't is, have to choose. Yeah, though.
1: I don't actually have to choose. Mm. these people are finding mm-hmm. their footing. I don't know. They're finding their the power in themselves and like to break away from this gang. Mm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think that The, but the, wider, I also think... the wider the wider oh. them in, the, the setting of it is, is it's really it's just mm-hmm. really nice. Be well
0: done. that's because they're seeing um people colonialists come in who are, do not succumb to this
1: mm. and they're like and I can do that
0: too. they were also bringing in they were yeah they were also bringing a fuckload of businesses into the city mm-hmm. yeah so we, I think there's also this realization among people I guess like business owners maybe that they don't have to rely to either but I don't know how they negotiate or navigate through that they I'm assuming that's going to be in the second book I also think that the whole um, colonials coming in was a very interesting aspect of the book Um, and I think that was also one of the reasons why this gang culture was um, breaking apart
1: fucking colonialism
0: (laughs) Uh, is there ever a time when we don't discuss colonialism
1: (laughs) I know but I thought like quite interestingly like Roma being Russian but he's like a second Mm. generation immigrant
0: second gen yeah no I think Mm. second or third I think that's true it's interesting I I don't know because I don't know much about Russians Mm.
1: no that makes sense because it's very close to Anukan it's just upstairs to China right
0: I guess (laughs) but also like I still find it really interesting that's
1: all because like in (laughs) uh, I read a lot of uh, historical Mm. manga And historical manga is usually like set, uh, like a lot of historical manga is set in like the the desert plains or like in China la China desert and then like Russia. They always meet because there's obviously there's trade, right? So it makes sense Mm. to have that in, in in this book. To me, like it was like a, a nice, hmm, China. It's very comforting the way that the Magnolia Sword to me was comforting, because it was like Mm. something that I knew. Like I knew about, and it's like a refreshing uh, setting because I usually see it in manga, and now I see it in mm. this, and it makes sense, but it should be there, but because mm. during that time, especially after the the First World War, people were migrating, communism was on the rise, and it's just like historically yes. relevant for them to be there. And mm-hmm. Roma, surprisingly, like he's a second gen, third gen, whatever immigrant. But he is as much a part of a city as Juliet is, or rather even more than Juliet is, because he spent his whole life there and Juliet has not. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why he's okay. not, he, him and his family is not seen as much of an outsider as a part of, yeah. a part of like mm. colonialism, you know, they're just trying to make a living. And I think the, the Chinese gangs there, they understand that. Mm. and they see like yeah, 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 I get, yeah i get where you are mm. but like still fuck you <laughs> you know
0: yeah correct yeah um i have bad news for you <gasps> why i have to go soon oh, fuck
1: I mean? it's fine yeah um
0: despite that we've been recording for 55 minutes <laughs>
1: of course I mean, we always say like
0: thirty minutes, <laughs> <laughs> and then we go over yeah. by like 40 yeah.
1: <laughs> i really like um another thing that i like is mm-hmm. like i love how the tension is threaded throughout the book i love the one sentence. i know you were chapters. gonna like that oh, it's so good it's like, mm-hmm. It like kept me on edge and i'm like yes give me more give me more give me more and it was just like very this book just,
0: is absolutely your jam
1: yeah absolutely <laughs> my jam 110 percent. and it yes. was like um i i was not bored for a sentence honestly
0: hmm Mm, okay that's good i'm really happy that you enjoyed it yeah
1: for me 4.75 out of 5
0: <laughs> okay almost there do you think you're gonna read the second book
1: yeah i already bought it
0: oh shit okay all right then all right are you gonna do that later
1: uh no i need a i need a break because i like that was, okay. uh, the emotional like uh it's too emotional for me right now
0: yeah See, that's why I want comforting YA books right now.
1: This is comforting.
0: <laughs> to you, it is. <laughs> Are you serious? I feel like it was too on the nose to talk about a pandemic in the middle of a pandemic.
1: Um, but I'm sure she actually read, read this, you
0: know, a while. Oh, um, uh, I, I don't know, actually. Wait, let me check. These Violent Delights was published in
1: 2020
0: 2020 so it
1: must have been written November
0: in 17 like 2019 <laughs> yeah and I, I P- um probably. there she... was
1: a apparently this started as an online serial as in like she released chapter two, and then both it like, got published yeah. so I'm sure this was actually like before cool. the dang pandemic mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. 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 that's really cool okay um so do you remember what our next book is you did not so our next book is <laughs> she who became the sun she who became the sun <laughs> tell me when you're done Okay, I'm
1: done.
0: Yeah, she who became the sun by shelly parker chan which is a mulan meets the song of achilles um here's an interesting thing about shelly parker chan she's asian australian she's a former diplomat she works as an international development advisor um and she spent nearly a decade working on human rights, gender equality and LGBT rights in Southeast Asia.
1: Oh, lovely. Sounds fun.
0: Pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm kind of keen I'm keen. I'm keen about this book. Yeah. Yeah. All right. mm-hmm. Awesome.
1: Okay, um
0: You do the you, you do the last bit. <laughs>
1: hold on. Um that's all for this month. We will see you next month for our next book club. Uh follow us on Twitter at Book Club Haters and our mothership Songkit Alliance
0: That hasn't been updated for over a year now.
1: Yep, (laughs) but still It is. Yeah,
0: it's fine Yeah. Goodbye Bye